fancy seeing you here. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Naomi, your host, and this is Mindful Movement. Where we talk about psychology, fitness, nutrition, and how all of those things are kind of the same thing, but not at all, or rather how they're connected. So let's get to it. Today, we are going to be talking about the polarization in this country right now. I'm going to tie that into mental health, and I think I'm going to do my best to kind of bring you guys along on the journey of understanding to understanding different sides of this argument from maybe a different perspective. So um, when when I look at this whole thing, I think that a lot of people are in the camp of, gosh, just let it be over, you know? Just just let it be over. Um, I, th- I think that that comes with its own issues. I think if we're constantly waiting in life for things to pass, there is a time and a season for that, but we can't do that forever. I think we're doing ourselves a great disservice. So... Let's see. I got a little little closer to my mic for y'all. Sorry if I was a little quiet. So, oh man, where to begin? Generations. So if I can split this guy up into camps and if I look at why the country is so polarized, I could come at it from so many different perspectives. Economic, social economic background, racial background, I guess I should call it racial, ethnic background. I could come at it from a gender perspective even. Um, There's always an argument to be made from any perspective. That's what makes humans unique, right? Me, 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 it's important about me. And then you can look at someone else and you go, oh, what about you? How does that feel for you? And I think that that's vitally important. Um, I'm going to toot my own horn. It's one of my superpowers. I'm going to do my best I think that all of you have it as well. Every single human has the power of empathy. Empathy is much different than sympathy. But the power of empathy really, I think, is what's going to help lead us out of the dark. So I'm going to do my best to walk us along this journey here. So, gosh, I think just in talking to, let's paint the picture. So in talking to a lot of my friends, a lot of my tribe, as I call them, A lot of them are just, like, they have their head up. I surround myself with fairly positive people, but this stuff is hard, (laughs) y'all. This stuff is really, really hard. Um, I think there's different camps of people. I myself have felt guilty at times because I wasn't struggling as much as other people. And I would say to myself, like, Naomi, you're built in the dark. This is what you do. And I'll I'll talk about being built in the dark at a later date but what I mean by that is I wasn't raised and I don't think anybody was raised with this picture perfect childhood and I would argue that even if they were that is still awful I wasn't built in the dark like some people but to some degree every human struggles right in their upbringing so uh, and 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 this is not to fault of anybody's parents as much as we want to blame them and and all that like or 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 I guess the other side of this would be it's our parents fault and that's okay is more realistic um 
you just kind of digest the blame and, and move on, you know? It's okay. <laughs> so um, I was thinking to myself during this thing, like, you are built in the dark. You can do this. <laughs> you know how to get through tough times. You can, you can get through the hard stuff. Just pull yourself up by your Lululemon leggings and just march on. You're fine right? We live in this society. You're fine. Everything is fine. Um, Our kids hurt themselves. And what's the first thing we say? You're okay. You're okay. Right? So how do we self-soothe? You're okay. (laughs) You're okay. I've been in some dark places in my life. And I've said that to myself. It helps. (laughs) Try it sometime. It actually helps. Sometimes you have to say it out loud. But this whole thing happened and, you know, people get furloughed from work. Maybe they get fired. They lose their job. And all of a sudden, everything that was certain is so uncertain. So you have all these people with all this uncertainty. Layer that on top of every single vice being removed other than I would suppose substance addiction, which is a whole nother layer to this thing that is so deep. And my heart goes out to every single, gosh, sober, addicted person right now. I mean, let's be honest, guys. It's already hard enough to sit with yourself if you're somebody with a substance abuse problem. Imagine doing it in a pandemic, you know what I mean? And you've got nothing. You've learned tools of exercise to keep yourself free or tribe or all these things that you can't utilize anymore. Or or if, if you can, which you can, they look completely different. And I think the human condition is very much centered around, ah, I don't want to see that. (laughs) it's different it's new it's dangerous in other words f off (laughs) so it's there we just don't want to see it and and with enough time hopefully we can but if you have any sober friends please reach out to them digitally keep yourself safe um keep them safe but reach out to them please let them know that you're there it's one of the only vices that they have right now is tribe or like bouncing up and down their house i'm sure uh, i have a really really soft spot for people like that as i'm sure you can tell um i have i guess i'll share a little bit of that later but i just have some of my very closest friends are sober i've seen them walk through gosh some of the hardest times anyone could walk through and like the way that they come out on the other side is is honestly beautiful it's amazing like my very one of my very best friends i remember watching her for years and just thinking god how can i help and there was nothing i could do it wasn't my job she had to do it and you know what she did she did it she found herself she she got the out the other side and every single day she makes that decision and i think that that gosh i could cry like it takes 
a strength that people, I don't know if they understand. I don't know if I understand it. The only thing that I can liken it to is when you really, really, really are craving a food item and you you can't have it. I think like if you take that 10 exit and then make it like it's 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 crazy, right? Like 10x that feeling and know that if you actually give in to what you're craving, you've you've in essence hurt or destroyed like the ripple of that is massive whether it's yourself, whether it's somebody else, but Imagine that every time you want to eat a cookie, okay? Like, it doesn't feel destructive in the here and now, but it is. Okay, addiction tangent over. Anyways, reach out to those people. Let them know you love them. Some type of love, at least. I don't know. If you guys don't know the Greek forms of love or the Greek words for love, I believe that there's eight. It could be wrong. Maybe there's six. I might have overdone it there, but but look it up. There's lots of different forms. Agape love. There's like different words that basically say I love you, but it's for some are for intimate relationships, some are for friendship relationships, others are for more like type stranger type relationships. Anyways, look it up. It's much more advanced than our word L O V E love. Um, but anyways. Um, looping it back around. So all the vices have been removed. You can't go to the gym. What can you do? Have you noticed all the flour was gone? That's because everyone is baking because what do we do to self-soothe ourselves? Soothe ourselves. We bake. Let me bake and remind myself of my childhood and sugar and warmness and all the endorphins it releases. And I feel good for a moment, right? That's about the only vice we've got left. So... Anyways, it's bleak out here, folks, and people aren't happy. Their vices are removed. Their tribes are removed. They're uncertain about the future. And now, now you're sitting in your house as one of these people, and you're on the Facebook, and you're scrolling along, or you're on the Instagrams, (laughs) and what is there to talk about? Let's just, what do humans do? Let's connect. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, I have an awful idea. Let's do it through politics. Let me have an opinion. You know why we do that? Because we need impact. We need to feel important. Let's let that sink in for a minute. I don't care who you are. Have y'all ever listened to Tony Robbins? What? Like, it's, To be powerful, to have impact, is a fundamental human need, whether you like it or not. How important it is to you varies from individual to individual, but it is very important to people to to have impact, whether that be large or small, whether that be through the internet, which which gives you reach, but... 50 60 70 100 years ago it was a lot easier to have impact you had you just had impact with your little tribe with your family that's it it was easy i make money for us that's my impact i support us and i cook our food like i support us emotionally i cook our food i have impact maybe i provide money and emotional support and everything else for this family i have impact 
I made this picture for you. I'm three years old. It made you happy. I have impact. That is ingrained in us. So how do we have impact? How do we have power as adults? Well, when we're all in quarantine and our bent to it changes, but we have an opinion and we want to share that opinion because we believe it's powerful and that's how we want to change the world. That's very specific to my generation, the millennial generation, who's all about doing things together or collectivism, at least much more so than the generation prior to us. Gen X and the millennial Gen X and the baby boomers. I'm not here to dog on Gen X or the baby boomers. I believe that every generation has something to teach us, something to offer us. And if you have not read Generations, it is a beautiful book. I want to say I always mix their names. It's Howen Strauss, but I won't throw in their their uh, first names because I always flip flop them back and forth. So it's Generations. And I will give y'all a link once I post this to my website, but it's a beautiful book. At the very least, watch a YouTube, like quick, what this book is about. Um, I believe one of the authors actually has a YouTube theory on generations. I want to say it's, eh, I'm not, nope, mm -mm. just, just look it up. Read the book if you have time, if you're in quarantine or social distancing or stay at home ordering or whatever we're calling it just check it out it will give you another little piece of the data puzzle to i think have better perspective to when when somebody from a different generation than you or with a different perspective point than you says something you might be more open to receive it and i think that that's a beautiful thing i think that if we can be open and filter that that is a very powerful tool So if someone says something that you completely disagree with on the internet, there is no face-to-face contact, there is no social backlash, well, I shouldn't say no, there's minimal social backlash, and you can kind of protect yourself and shelter yourself. So how do we get out our anger? Um, You know, when you look at a little kid and you're like, oh, they're overtired. A lot of us are overtired, okay? We are getting out our anger and our frustration on each other of being stuck inside and we're saying what's the reason how can this make sense and then we're having impact and we're pushing that out to the rest of the world and i think that most of the time that is a terrible solution i think that it's a farce i think that it actually doesn't make you feel better you actually don't have that much real world impact and you're really just kind of hitting your little brother for like metaphorically speaking like it's something you shouldn't be doing and the world isn't changed by your opinion it sure as heck starts there but the world is changed by your actions and i understand that you might feel that posting something on your social media is your impact and you're changing the world but you're really just yelling really loud And so those who are actually making impact cannot be heard. I'm not saying you shouldn't say anything. Opinion and voices are where things begin to change. But if that's all you do without research perspective and arguing the other side, I think that you're doing yourself a massive disservice. 
And this might sound counterintuitive, but the way that you help everybody else is by helping yourself. Because we can't, we just can't fill anyone else's cups when we're on empty. So if we go onto Facebook and we start saying, this is important, everyone needs to look at it. This is what's important. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross a little political line here. Black Lives Matter is a huge, huge deal right now. Black Lives Matter, I'm going to go say something on Facebook, make a sign, and go to a protest. I am... Okay, I'm going to get out of character play, right? So that's... Excuse me. How you feel like you're making impact. I think you are making impact. And I think that is vitally important. I think that when you do that, before you go to that protest or even after i would even argue after you need to be open to look at and perspective out the other side and that's going to be something you don't want to do why would you want to argue it from a white supremacist supremacist's view why would you want to do that what good does it do you it feels icky I don't want to know what it's like to discriminate somebody else. You need to feel that icky, one, so you can understand really what you're doing when you go out and you raise your voice and you're protesting. But two, if you're genuinely open to the other side, even if you know like you know like you know that they are wrong, it never ever hurts to just mentally walk yourself through why would that serve them? Why would viewing that a certain race is less than them? How would that serve them? Where did they learn that from? Where are they coming from socioeconomically? How were they raised? And and you might be incorrect when you're walking yourself through, or you might be, but it will at least... It's just like any other tool, you're practicing empathy, right? And I think that as we practice empathy, we, one, it teaches you a little bit how to self-soothe, you know what I mean? But it also teaches you different viewpoints of the world. It gives you more data. And, and I this is my personality, but I value that very much. And I feel like knowledge is power, keyword feel. I think that many other people come from this perspective. So if we look at the general population and we know the typical types, personality types of our population, we know that our society really values tribe and society. They value harmony. And we're in a place of lack of harmony right now. And really, when people are fighting, they're fighting to find that harmony again. And when they do that, they rock the boat, rock the boat, rock the boat, rock the boat. And they're rocking the boat just to find harmony. So it's this really counterintuitive thing. I'm just asking you to have empathy, argue for the other side, and practice that tool. Even if you don't want to, you don't have to tell anybody you're doing it, right? Like you can keep it away from the tribe to keep tribe harmony, (laughs) Um, ironically enough. But that I think can be a good tool for you, for everybody. And then when you view these things on the internet, they have less of an impact mentally for you. And it doesn't have to be, wow, 
gosh, the world is so negative, the news is so negative, everything is so negative. We like to blame uh, blame mass media. Oh, they're so negative. First of all, yes, they are rated TV shows, folks. Don't forget that. But the media that's been decentralized, so every single individual person is like this itty-bitty media point in the planet, like, boop, I push out my own media. I, as my own person, push out my own media, so does my neighbor, so does my all my friends. Collectively, this, this creates our social media feeds. If you feel like that is negative, it's not because you're surrounding yourself with negative people. Don't get me wrong, that might be the case, but it's actually because that's what gets human attention because that has that's what served us in the past stay away from this i need to tell the tribe stay away from that lion it's really big and really dangerous it might eat you don't forget to stay away from it right that served us we don't say oh you know just take this really lovely walk in the meadow it might make you feel really good that's less important um, from an evolutionary perspective but we have evolved far past that and now because of modern advances electricity the internet (laughs) all kinds of stuff we don't need to be worried about our security as much right so we can value other things (laughs) like taking a walk through a meadow and i highly suggest Y'all are going to find out what a hippie I am. Take your socks and shoes off and rub your feet in some grass (laughs) or the dirt and connect with Mama Earth. Um, That's called grounding or earthing. I promise there's science behind it. I'll give y'all some papers and we will do a podcast on it because it sounds insane. Like, oh yeah, let me just walk around on the dirt and I'll feel better. Yes, you will. (laughs) It will do lots of good stuff for you. I'm going to let you all on a little secret right now. I am sitting on an earthing, grounded little pad right now. That's how strong my belief is in this. And also, right, if we weigh the risk to reward on if sitting this little pad does anything bad to me, basically, let's call it a 0.01% chance, very low other than risking the fact that all of you now think I am crazy. (laughs) But other than that, um, the reward, call it, shoot, what's the likely perspective? I'm going to put it at 18 to 20%. Not the best odds, but it's better than the the down. Actually, I guess, I don't know. I guess we're weighing the two. So I love data, but... And it's really important to me. You'll find in the way that I talk. But I am not. I'm people first, data second. And I've learned to data first, people second from time to time. But it is not my first nature. <laughs> uh, so sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, the data, the risk to reward, like I just did. And then I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. Like, just do it. It's fine. It feels good. <laughs> That's like the core root of who I am, right? Like, oh, yeah, the data says this. Da, 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 da. The risk to reward is this. Yeah, it feels good. Do it. Because the, the risk is so low. Like, and I don't even, I, t- if y'all want to be honest, I didn't really take that much time to calculate the reward benefit. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, it'll probably, I mean, probably I feel like that. If I was a real data person, I would have, like, actually perspective out the data importance of that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, gosh. So, as I was saying, rub your feet in some dirt 
it'll feel good at least 20 minutes breathe in the air oh god breathing i just went you guys i went down a breathing wormhole yesterday oh my goodness facial structure breathing we'll get in all that too <clears throat> it's just just important okay breathe with your mouth closed i'll just say that right now shut your mouth <laughs> and breathe through your nostrils while you sleep too um all right what have we learned folks <laughs> what have we learned today today we have learned we need empathy we need to look at our neighbors and for our own mental health we need to breathe ground ourselves and have perspective when we look at all those little social media data points that hit us in the face every time we're on our phone <clears throat> the first the gut instinct might be ah get rid of the social media you're not fixing the problem, right? You're not fixing the problem. You're hiding from it. And don't get me wrong. It, it will work for a period of time. If you delete all of your social media apps and you take a break and you decompress and you go float your body in a little body of water, you see the trees <clears throat> or whatever you need to do. But I'll tell you this. When you inevitably, <clears throat> because it's going to happen, well, I shouldn't say that. Gosh, do you hear this? Hello? Am I okay? So, inevitably, you will end up downloading the social media apps back to connect with Tribe, especially in a time like this. And you will have that same feeling all over again because you did not fix the issue. And the issue is not knocking on all of your friends' digital doors, DMing them and saying, you know, you really shouldn't post stuff like that because it's really negative and I really think it's not the best thing to do because it makes me feel bad. Me, 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 me. <laughs> okay. The answer is how do you self-soothe? How do you look at the media differently? You. You, 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 you control you. You control your mental state. Do not forget that. It is our first gut instinct. Manipulate everything around me. I don't want to change. And if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I don't do that. I'm very open to change. Guess what? Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. I tell myself this Every time I go to therapy, whenever I talk to my therapist and I think something to myself, as soon as I think I am certain, it is a massive red flag for me personally to say, oh, 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 something is amiss here. Something is wrong. You are not seeing something because nobody on this planet Earth, not even Elon Musk, y'all, <laughs> is dead certain about anything. Not 100% certainty. You can be very confident. But if your guttural gut, gut, gut instinct is, no, that's not me. You are running, you are hiding, and you need to look at it. It is connected to your physical health, your mental health. They're one and the same. I don't know why we separate them. They are, they go together, they go hand in hand. They're two sides of the same coin. But honestly, just... Just be open if, if you can try. Who am I to tell you what to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? I would suggest it. I find that the other side is beautiful over here, you know? And, and I don't even know if this is the other side. What if there's another side to the other side? <laughs> but anyways, just do yourself a favor. Be a little open-minded. What's an O word? 
Oliver, open-minded Oliver. We can have negative Nancy, open-minded Oliver. Yeah, I like it. Be a little open-minded Oliver. Just think to yourself, you know what? Yeah, I'm open to that because it's uncomfortable, okay? I just said okay like a grandpa. <laughs> okay. Um, but all I'm saying is if you feel like you can't control your mental health and that it's everyone in the world around you that you need to bend to feel good, that's probably not correct. <laughs> and it's a lot easier just to do control you if you really think about it. So what can you do? What are tools? I don't want to leave y'all with no tools. You got to have some tools. So I, I, one of the tools I gave you was to get knowledge, read the generations book, practice empathy. I'm going to say this a lot. At least I've been on a kick lately, picking up new metaphorical tools, so to speak, like, uh, uh, is like learning to use scissors with your non-dominant foot and picking up the pointy end and stabbing yourself with it and being like, yep, I'm doing this right. Yep, this is how you use them. <laughs> uh, when you first learn to practice empathy and argue the other argument the other way, it's gonna feel like that. Ah, this hurts. This sucks. I'm bleeding all over the floor, actually. Yep, try again. <laughs> try again, try better, try harder. You're gonna stab yourself a few hundred times, if not a few hundred thousand. But one day, you'll go, ah, this is the grip part. And then you'll stab yourself a few more times and you go, oh, they open and they close. Oh my God, maybe I should try the other foot. Maybe I should try that thing. Oh, no, it's not working. Maybe I should use my nose. <laughs> no, not my nose. Maybe I should use my left hand. Maybe that's your dominant hand. Oh, maybe I'll use my right hand. And then before you know it, you know how to use the, the metaphorical tool. Or in this in this case, the scissors. It what We can even take this a little further. When we give little kids scissors, we give them safety scissors. So what is the safety scissors version of empathy? Luckily, I think it can just be an exercise you do with yourself. Say it out loud. If you value, if you're an extrovert and you get a lot of value from speaking, if you process by speaking, speak it. Speak it to somebody else. Speak it in a recording and, and listen to it again. So an example might be, okay, I believe Black Lives Matter this movement is so important to me. I want to make impact. I'm going to argue the other side. Oh my gosh, you know how icky that's going to feel? Do it. Just do it. It makes me so happy. You don't have to tell anybody. Don't worry. We won't judge you. <laughs> you, let me give you this advice. You don't judge you. It will be really hard. <clears throat> and people, sometimes it's really funny when they hear stuff like that, like the quote, you don't judge you thing, they like, it is so off-putting. They're like, oh my God, why, why would you even say that? Of course I'm not judging myself. Like this is their like inner narrative that they walk themselves through. I would never do that. Da, 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 da. Guess what? You are really uncomfortable with this stuff. Rewind it. Listen to it again. <laughs> if, if you value it. I mean, you could go on about your married life and do whatever you want, really. Um, 
I suggest though broadening your horizons. I think it will do you a lot of value, like a lot of good, a lot of value, and your life will be better for it. If we practice empathy, we're better at arguing, we're better at apologizing, we're better at everything. People like to think as ar- of argument as like detrimental, but argument, I used to think this, right? I used to, I, I did not want conflict. I'm still really bad at conflict. It's uncomfortable. It like, it hurts my stomach. I don't want to hurt anybody else. I don't want to tell somebody else, hey, you're an idiot. What I think you think is wrong. I don't want to say that. Even if I, sometimes it flies out of my mouth. <laughs> like this unfiltered boomerang and then it just comes back and slaps me in the face some people it's a frisbee they don't they don't it's not their personality type for it to hit them back in the face but for me oh my god i'll think about it i'll be like why did i say that oh my god naomi why did you say that (laughs) if you're anything like me which means you value social harmony conflict sucks But you know what else? Conflict is so powerful. Arguing now, okay, I should should preface it with this. As long as I'm not emotionally tied to the argument, practice, I had to practice this tool when I was not emotionally tied to the subject because then I could practice it. It was a safety scissors version. If I was practicing arguing with something I was really emotionally charged about, oh my gosh, guys. Uh, not only was I terrible at it, I was stabbing myself and the person I was arguing with with the scissors. Oh my gosh. Huge apologies. You know who you are. If we had these arguments and I was just stabbing you with the scissors, it's my fault. I take full blame and responsibility and I'm sorry for how I made you feel. Anybody who I don't know who I practice this tool on, the same apology goes to you. But listen, argument, oh my God, is argument powerful. I know I just recorded 30 whole minutes on this negative perspective and how to how to leave yourself with tools and how to fix it. But you might not be here yet, but if you, if and when you learn to value argument, I started practicing, just practice this arguing. If you really like black jeans, argue why blue jeans are better. You have no emotional tie to it. At least, well, hopefully not. I'm sure there's someone out there who does. There might be somebody out there who's like, this is like a religion. You cannot wear blue jeans. (laughs) Okay. Um, But practice it. Like, why would it be more beneficial to wear blue jeans? You might feel silly. You might feel stupid, really just do it. It's fun. (laughs) But as you practice and hone in arguments and disagreements, all that is, all arguing is, at least for me, what I learned was argument is just standing in a perspective and trying it on. That's it. That's all it is. And then when somebody comes at you with something you disagree with, all they're doing is look at my blue jeans and you're like, no, 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 black jeans. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But look at the blue jeans. It only starts to hurt us when we are fundamentally connected and what we are truly, the message that we're receiving instead is no longer about blue jeans and black jeans. 
It's about love and acceptance of me. I'm, I think you should wear black jeans. If you think you should wear blue jeans, that means you don't love and accept me. That's what we hear, guys. You don't love me. You don't accept me. You don't see me. I'm not powerful. I'm not impactful. You don't care about me. However, whatever language word you want to put next to it, that's what it means. That's how it feels. So when you get that icky feeling, when someone is arguing on the internet, this, this, that, and the other, COVID is all fake, blah, blah, blah. The government's trying to protect you. How does that serve them? Or sorry, not trying to protect you, trying to control you. How does that argument serve them? What does it do for them? Right? It might make them feel powerful because maybe it makes them feel like they can see something other people can't see. Maybe they can pass blame onto somebody else. Humans love that. Oh, do we love it? It's everybody else's fault but mine. Heaven forbid it's my fault, right? So be better at arguing. Be better at empathy. Be better at perspective. That's your homework. That's your job. That's where the work is. And then, then when you log on to your social media, it might be fun for you to argue. I'm not going to lie, guys. I learned that it can be really fun <laughs> to argue. That's, can you believe that? The girl that it like absolutely hates conflict I'm like, oh my gosh, it can be, this can be so much fun. I'm like really into personality theory. And so sometimes I'll go into the MBTI forums and y'all, I just, I'm like, oh, but think about it like this. And I don't believe what I'm saying all the time. I'm not even arguing. I'm just like, hey, y'all look at it from this side. Oh my goodness gracious, Charlie Brown. Look, I'm one of them. I'm, I'm an, I'm an internet troll guys. I'm really not. Anyways. What I'm getting at here is that knowledge of the other side and empathy are, are, are power. They give you power, they give you perspective, and they give you control over yourself, your mental health, your mental state, and your life. You're not in any place if you are depressed in emotional flashback or just in an extreme emotional state to start practicing these tools. You need to find a place of center first, and the way to do that is grounding, earthing, taking time to yourself. It might look like deleting social media, okay, for a minute. But then after that, slowly practice these tools, see where they come to value. And then when you see an argument on the internet, when you see all of the, all the fires around you, they're not speaking about you. They're not, they're not saying, like if your perspective is, okay, these are just everyone else's small opinions, collectively so it feels really powerful does that really mean the world is so bad one of my friends told me five mile rule if it doesn't affect you within five miles don't give it the time of day I think that there that is like the light version of this and it's our way to find our way back to center but once you're at center you can start looking at five miles away 10 miles away 50 miles away the whole state that I live in the neighboring state, maybe just my country, maybe out. But like you have to start on level one to get all the way to level 100. You know what I mean? So I love you all. As my friend Kamal Begum says, love and light, my beautiful people. <laughs> if you don't know him, check his photography out. Big shout out to him. He's a good guy. 
Um, that's fun. What if every podcast we shouted out like a small business or person or that would be cool, guys. What does it do? It makes me feel like I have power when like two people are going to listen to this. But you know what? Maybe those people didn't know about Kamal before and now those two people do. And now they're going to go look at his photography. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll take what I can get. Let's do it. I like that idea. I'll work on it. I'll probably forget. So if I forget, please remind me because I do like it. But recap, what have we learned? I'm not going to recap it. You just listened to the entire podcast. I love you all. Have a beautiful day. It's beautiful outside. I'm in California. What time is it? It's 1030 in the morning. It's 78 beautiful degrees. There's like my beautiful house plants beside me. I'm going to go sit in my backyard, rub my feet in the grass and like stare at the blue jays. Makes me feel good. Sip on some more coffee. You know what I mean? I suggest that you do that too. I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope you learned something today. Signing off.